Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of Friday Fire. My name is Sam. I am the small business surgeon. And uh, guys, thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast, man. This one has uh, this one's taken me a minute to put together, man. I wrote this uh, this thing, and so it's it's going out late this morning. I, I apologize that Friday Fire is coming to you late on a Friday, but it took me uh, three attempts this week to write this and uh, and toss it away and. Um, you know, I'm going to do this show off of the notes from all three attempts because, like, you know, my my duty here, um, you know, it started out as a as a business podcaster. Uh, you know, I do a lot of the business stuff, a lot of the personal development stuff, uh, and, I, and I I try to stay out of politics um, as and when I can. Uh, but without politics, you can't have business. Um, without an open and free society. Um, you know, we can't do the shit we're supposed to do. And so at times, there are times when you've got to like raise an eyebrow and go, hey, maybe I should comment a little bit on the uh, on the political situation. And this week has been a monumental week because um, it has, um, we, we had the death of the, the Queen of England, the world's longest reigning monarch. And my queen, um, yeah, I, I grew up in England, as, as you can probably tell, and over over half my listeners uh, are in England, which which just uh, amazes me. I, I fucking love it, to be honest. Um, y- you know, so me leaving England 22 years ago to, to come and live in America, um, I have a far more... Uh, Republican point of view than I do a uh, monarchist's point of view. And I'll clarify very, very strongly here. When I say Republican, I am not inferring the Republican Party, that that shit from uh, <laughs> how America's politics is run. That's a whole other uh, clusterfuck that I don't want to touch uh, today. Um, Republican meaning... I am in favor of a democratic republic as opposed to a monarchy. And the main difference between a republic and a monarchy, the easiest way to sum it up, is that a, uh, a republic has, uh, has citizens and a monarchy has subjects. Okay, so if you live inside of a monarchy, you are, uh, you are subject to that monarch's rule. Uh, you basically have to do whatever they say, and uh, and a lot of the uh, <laughs> a lot of the memes going around say you know the difference between a citizen and a subject is the right to own and bear uh, arms, and so I'm yeah I'm not suggesting any kind of arms bearing against the monarchy. That's not where I'm going with this, but like I live now in a country um, that is <clears throat> that is supposedly free and again that's a a discussion for another day but the thing that makes us citizens over here is the fact that we have the right and the capability to arm ourselves and defend ourselves um, from tyranny um, which you don't have uh, in England at all and this is the point of 
my podcast today, guys, because if 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 I don't speak up about this, right, and I've got an audience of, of many thousands, well, if I don't speak up about this, then then you know who will? Like it's it's my duty, it's my obligation to open the doors to discussion and dialogue on the way that that, that, that things are, both over here in America and back home in England. Um, you know, the Queen was such a fucking figurehead, guys. When when you were raised, like I was raised in 1980s England, and, you know, we had the newspapers and the television, but very, very limited source of media, sources of materials. There was no fucking internet. You couldn't just Google shit. You couldn't tweet something. When some news came to you, it came from the television or it came from the newspapers. And so the Queen was always portrayed in this fucking almost savior-like light she could do no wrong and and you know as you get older you realize it's because the crown owns um the the ability of the press to talk like they literally own the press you can say no that's not going in the newspaper you may not report that or we'll come and fuck you up and the newspaper has to be quiet and so it's a very double-edged sword because you're you're growing up teaching to respect the queen and, and teaching that you know she's the fucking queen man this is the shit this is as good as it gets she was put on the throne by the right of god and god has appointed her the fucking queen and when you look back in history you're being told that whereas in reality it was the queen's family that won the fight amongst the other families they chopped off the last guy's head stole his fucking crown and boom right we're in charge now so it's a very whitewashed version of history that you get but historically the person with the biggest swinging dick in the room was the king and you start to change those rules over time and it's the person with the most money and that's been able to concentrate the most power and the most places and all this other shit that becomes the the monarch okay so let's take a look at so my memories of the queen man we we would she would be hanging in the portrait in elementary school a portrait in the dining hall like, uh, you know, so when we said grace every day, we closed our eyes and prayed to God. We were also praying. We were pointing at the picture of the queen or whatever. We, we were turned to face it. Yeah. So everybody turned up front and like, that's it. You, you, my grandma met the fucking queen in, I don't know, 85, 86, 87, somewhere in there um, in, in York Minster for, for some uh, acknowledgement of some uh, charity work. That she'd done my my grandma on my mother's side was a breast cancer survivor in the 70s which was quite rare and she went on to do a bunch of uh, fundraising uh, and philanthropy for the breast cancer association she got to meet the queen and it was a huge fucking deal you know we sing god save the queen at our national sporting events it's not oh say can you see we're not singing about national pride we're not singing about the time we overcame a bunch of shit and uh, the flag was still there in the morning and we've got a uh, whole roots for a, a, a nation right here. Here's a national anthem. And, you know, you listen to the words of the Stars and Stripes, it'll make your hair stand up on end. But we don't have that. We have God save our queen. Long live the queen. God save the queen. Send her victorious, happy and glorious. Long to reign over us. God save the queen. What the fuck does that say? To an outsider that's listening in. What does that do 
to the psyche of a child that's repeating that over and over and over. Send her victorious, happy and glorious, long to reign over us. God save the Queen. And now let's take a look at who's in charge. Send him victorious, happy and glorious, long to reign over us. God save the King. No fucking thank you. Because what we need to do now is question the men that have inherited the role of leadership in what was formerly the greatest empire known to man. Let's take a look at the men now and the man himself that has been charged with leading what's left of the British Commonwealth. Prince Charles, now King Charles. And I will preface this by saying that currently, as of Friday morning, the 16th, 24 people in the UK have been arrested for, uh, for protesting the new king. So there is currently no freedom of speech in the UK about talking about this. And the reason I struggled with putting this podcast together was do I get arrested when I fly back to the UK? And I figure I'm just going to have to fucking roll that dice. Because if I don't say something, who's going to say something? King Charles, formerly Prince Charles, has been in the public eye his whole life. He was raised and groomed specifically to be the king. And he is a part of the richest family in the world. But we are not allowed to ask any questions of this guy, of where he's been, of what he's been doing, and of who he's been hanging out with. Now, Prince Charles was famously married to Lady Diana, who was the Princess of Wales and was, you know, like, she died after a road traffic accident in 1997, I believe. Um, somewhere around the end of August. I, I don't remember exactly. I remember where I was when uh, I heard the news. I was at my buddy Michael's house, and we'd all been out drinking the night before, and it, it came on the TV at like 5.30 in the morning that Diana had been in a crash. Well, what didn't come out till about six years later was Diana's lawyer eventually came forward and Diana's lawyer had a copy well it was the original he had a holographic fucking in Diana's handwriting letter stating that the royal family was planning to kill her and was planning to do away with her in a car crash and she had written this letter and given it to her, her attorney 10 months before she was killed in a car crash in a tunnel in Paris. And that kind of starts you thinking, maybe I need to look into Charles and the royal family a little bit more. And so there was a very, very, very famous philanthropist in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s in the UK. His name was Jimmy Savile. And... He was our equivalent of Mr. Rogers 
everybody loved Jimmy Savile. And after Jimmy Savile died, there were always a few rumours swirling around Jimmy Savile. Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols in 1978 called out Jimmy Savile. And the Sex Pistols got cancelled and kicked off the BBC. Because what Johnny Rotten said was that Jimmy Savile liked young girls. Well, it turned out, after Jimmy Savile passed away, hundreds and hundreds of women came forward and said, that man raped me when I was a young girl. That man felt me up. That man physically abused me when I was a young girl. And on the backside of a great man who raised millions of dollars for charity was hidden the worst pedophile and necrophile in written history. This man, over 500, 500 fucking women came forward with abuse claims, right? He would go to hospitals and abuse kids in hospitals. He ran the BBC. He would abuse the kids backstage at the BBC. You want to be on TV? Got to suck some dick. Let's go. It's how it works. There were no fucking hidden cameras back then. There was no tweets. There was no, oh my God, can you believe what this guy tried to do? And the reason I'm bringing up Jimmy Savile and the reason I'm spending some time on this today, um, there's a wonderful documentary on Netflix that addresses this guy. Um, and I think it's just called Jimmy Savile. Um, but go look it up on Netflix. The closeness of the relationship that King Charles, then Prince Charles, had with Jimmy Savile. He called him one of his best friends. He was a marriage counselor to Princess Diana and Prince Charles. He had his own key to Buckingham Palace. The most prolific pedophile in modern history described as his best friend. Right there, that sets a little alarm bell off. And I would like very much for the authorities in England to investigate the relationship between Jimmy Savile and then Prince, now King Charles. They won't do it. They can't do it because the king, the fucking king, owns the police force. They are his majesty's police force. They're not going to investigate if the king's been involved in human trafficking, if the king's been involved in child abuse. Why would they investigate that? We can't investigate that. Huh. But it's documented that Edward Heath repeatedly raped children. He was a former British Prime Minister. Documented that Prince Charles's uncle had child sex abuse scandals before he was conveniently killed by the IRA. Never found his body. They just found some boat wreckage and said, you know what? That'll do. We'll wrap up Louis Mountbatten and we'll say he died. So, if his uncle is a pedophile and his best fucking friend, his self-admitted best friend, is a pedophile, or was a pedophile, can we maybe look at the relationships that the king has had and say, hey, this man should be investigated? Well, you can't. It's just his uncle and his friend. There's no, nothing tying him. 
all right, no problem. Why don't we take a look at his brother? Why don't we take a look at Prince Andrew? The Duke of fucking York. The Duke of my city. The Duke of where I'm from. Do you have any idea how ashamed I am of this man? The fact that the people of York allow him to still call himself Duke. You see, Prince Andrew's best friend, somebody that you're very familiar with, was named Jeffrey Epstein. And his other friend was named Jelaine Maxwell, somebody you're also very, very familiar with. Now, for those of you not familiar, Jelaine Maxwell is the only person in history to be convicted of trafficking children without any conviction coming from the people she was trafficking them to. In fact, the list of people that Jelaine Maxwell was trafficking children to is, uh, is sealed and it will not be released because it's not in the public good to see the list of celebrities and fucking politicians and royalty that Jelaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein were trafficking children to. So all of a sudden, I'm the crazy one for calling out the fact that the new king of England had an uncle that was a known pedophile, had a best mate that was a pedophile, as a little brother that, whilst never admitting to fucking a trafficked woman, so you have to call them women, you can't, let, let, no, you know what, let's call it what it is, raping underage girls that were trafficked to him by rich and powerful men. There is so much smoke surrounding these men. There is so much coincidental evidence that I, for one, believe that there should be an investigation opened into the fucking dealings of these people. I believe now is the time to embrace intelligent discussion and discourse as to how politically the Americas and the British Commonwealth are fucking run. There are a lot of intelligent people among us. There are a lot of good people among us. But right now, right now, we are slaves to a ruling class that takes our money and uses it to do whatever the fuck they want with zero accountability. I'm all for taxes in a modern society. Gotta have taxes. Gotta have the fucking trains running on time. Okay? But where's the $60 billion to get the drinking water right in Mississippi? Or to fix Flint, Michigan? You know the money that goes to Ukraine, right? It's not a donation. It's a fucking loan. It's a loan. So the US government is funding the Ukraine government at the cost of the US taxpayer for the benefit of US government contractors. That doesn't sound right either. So as King Charles ascends to the throne this week and as we bury Queen Elizabeth maybe we can take a little bit of time out to really look at the power behind the throne. Maybe it's time 
to ask for a little bit of accountability in our leadership. Maybe it's time to unseal a few sealed court cases and really take a look and shine a light on the people that are running this fucking world. Because if good men say nothing, these guys are going to carry on doing the exact same shit for years and years and years. And right now, right now, I get to wake up and pay taxes or I get to go to jail. And I would much rather wake up and pay taxes and have those taxes distributed in a way that benefits society and that furthers humanity as opposed to any of the shit that I see going on right now. And I hope you feel the same way. And I hope that by me talking about it, it will encourage you guys to talk about it. I hope by me dropping the name Jimmy Savile and the link to Prince Charles, I hope that you'll just type in Jimmy Savile on Google or maybe type it in on Netflix and watch that documentary and just see who the new king is associating with. And while you're at it, check out who the fucking Duke of York hangs out with too. Because uh, it's about time that uh, that we shone a light on these fucking roaches. Alright, that's it from me. Now you'll know exactly how I feel. And now you know why maybe I recorded this and deleted it a couple of times. Because uh, this one might get me in trouble. But if I don't say something, then I'm not doing my duty as a male. And that's just how I feel about it. All right, you'll be good. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. And uh, don't forget, open your eyes a little bit. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.